favorite root beer. Damn. 1919. Hell of a year. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A hell of a vintage. Exactly. It's, it's, this, is, this is pre-mid-century modern root beer. You get it. The Mimo. <sighs> Dini Daddy. Hey. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Dr. Gold. Yes. This, this is, is great. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You, you belong here. It feels good to be here. I've been really interested in your arc and who you are and how you ended up DJing all over Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's, it's been a fun ride thus far. It's cool. It started in, like, September of 21. So after the... I was having some house parties in the summer, and uh, the the guy that really got me started was DJ, not DJ, but Ari Cole. Whoa. You know yeah. Ari Cole. Of course. Yeah, everybody of course. knows Ari Cole. Yeah. But he, he would come over, and we'd be hanging out, and he's a good friend of mine, and he's like, you know what? With all these records, you should start DJing. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. And then he came over another time. He's like, dude, you should really do this. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I went online, and Sweetwater was like, you know what? You want to make six payments of $600? <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. Instead of spending, you know, a lot of money all at once, and I just bought two turntables and a mixer, and they came, they came to my house. And then two weeks later, I had my first gig in a backyard, and it went really well, and that was kind of the beginning of it all. So Incredible. Yeah. What were the house parties like? The house parties were a lot of fun. Yeah, they were in my little apartment that I lived for at for eight years, and I would just spin a lot of funk music and all kind of stuff. And they were they were a really good time. And then they got a little out of hand, and I had to stop them. But that's with everything. So all good things come to an end. But it was it was good while it lasted for sure. You live in the same place? I actually just moved. I bought a house in Wilkinsburg, so I moved over there now. Very cool. But yeah, I was yeah. in Bloomfield near the cemetery entrance off of Penn for, yeah, eight years. And my name was the only one on the lease, and I had like 26 different people live through throughout eight years. <laughs> Were you uh, working a straight job, or do you still work a straight job? I work a straight job um, like two or three days a week. I'm a FedEx driver. So yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday usually right now, but it always changes. So, yeah. But I did that hard for like... All of COVID, I I started working there during COVID, and I worked there six days a week forever, and then it just kind of really burnt me out, and it was it was too much. So, but luckily now I'm DJing all the time, and there's gigs, and they pay, and yeah, so I don't have to do it as much, which is cool. So, what would you rather like? What what's the ideal? The ideal job? Yeah, the what would ideal you like situation? to be doing with your life, man? Yeah. So I'm in a band, and. Playing music live is probably my favorite thing to do, and the dream is to just go on tour for maybe 300 days of the year. I would love that. Oof. That would be. I know it's a grind, and I've wow. I've done you know two months straight of it, and that was awesome. But I would love to do that and see. I mean, I saw the country. I saw most of the country through music just by playing gigs and driving and just touring the country. And I would love to see the rest of the world doing that. Like that is definitely like. The top of the top for me personally. Well, but DJing can also open that up, you know. I've been a band though, the same band for man almost ten years with different. There's two core members. There's myself and Daniel Ruffalo. Um, we've been doing it, the two of us, strong for this under the same band, same kind of music for since 2012 when we lived together out in California. So, yeah, incredible. It's wild. Yeah, I want to hear more about the band. Hang on. So, uh, 
somebody told me that you play instruments. Was it yeah. bass or guitar? I play the bass, yeah. You're a bassist. I played the rhythm guitar, but then I transferred over to bass, and that just felt way more natural. So I've been playing the bass now for about six years. So Fly Mama, Fly Mama Bug. Fly Mama Bug, yeah. She tells me that. Our I disco have to mama. Ask you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. Musical instruments. That's, yeah. She's awesome. Incredible, right? Yeah, I saw her seriously. Was um, it Cut Chemist with. Uh, Jurassic Five, yeah, 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 Charlie Tuna, yeah, yeah, and yeah, she and was, she was there. In, like just she's in the just crowd, like <laughs> yeah, that, with like it could be like one a.m. and there's no light down, she'll have her sunglasses on. I'm like, hey, mama, <laughs> she's like our disco mom. She's Incredible. her energy is just amazing. I there's love her. so many people like that in Pittsburgh that oh, just yeah. are part of the scene and totally. support things. Totally. I think of Cat kind of like that. Yeah, is like absolutely. somebody who just comes through and for always sure. is supporting. Yeah, and it's so important for keeping everything alive Absolutely. keeping everything moving for sure and she's like she supports a lot of people and it's a it's really great and i think we should support her f- till the rest of the time too totally so why not you know hell yeah it's good what got you started collecting records you were just a I, fan of vinyl you yeah, like the sound or what did i prefer the sound yeah and i kind of built a sound system where i just like the vinyl tone just felt so good and i just wanted to keep going with that and just having a tangible record was just like it felt so good to me so the sound is where it's at honestly what was uh what was in your system like what's your you have a hi-fi i i mean i'm not i wish i had the funds for a hi-fi but i have um you know just floor speakers with some bookshelf speakers but spread across the room where they face each other so it's kind of like you know in the center of the room there's so much sound and it just is like it's just invigorating you know I remember when I had only floor speakers, and I was like, "Okay, I'll get some, I'll get some bookshelf speakers and put them up high." And I was like, "Okay, I was thinking like one plus one equals two, <laughs> but it's really like one plus one equals like 12. <laughs> the sound is just like, just so incredible, and like being encapsulated that is just there. You cannot buy that, honestly. I totally agree. I think it sounds much better. But when I interviewed uh, Todd Keebs, yeah, he um, disagrees. He says that uh, there's nothing special about vinyl. Yeah, it's just a, a low pass um, with a lot of pops. Yeah, basically. and that's, he's he's not wrong either. He's an engineer. He's so an engineer. It's hard to argue with him. Right? Not to mention, like lugging records to gigs <laughs> is pretty freaking heavy. You know. <laughs> do people get tired of hearing the same records? How do you keep up yeah, with I their taste? Yeah, I try to just keep it fresh to some degree, you know, it's like probably that first year I DJed, I was probably burning records out and that just happens, you know, because I got used to, I'm the kind of guy where though it's like I pack these bags of records that I have, they hold like maybe 50 records and it's not like I go to an event or a gig where I'm like, okay, I'm going to spin this record, this record, like I have them all lined up. It's more just like what's in the bag. I'm going to spin and see what happens, you know? So it's like sometimes, but, you know, if I'm not switching those records, if I don't bring those bags in and, like, change out the records, I could definitely get a little stale. So I try to, like, buy records and keep pulling it in and out records, too, So which is, like, important. So Where are you getting them from? Is it mostly di- mostly online? Mostly Discogs, because yeah. Discogs is, like, the best thing for humankind. <laughs> <laughs> Says my checking account. <laughs> but also the um But you sell too. Like if you if stuff gets tired you can flip I it. I could right? sell it, but I don't because I just am a weirdo like that and just having them. But I could definitely I've sold like a handful of records, but compared to buying them I just like buy them all. But um the attic in, in Millville is probably my favorite record store. That place is cool it's, as hell. It's very cool. Yeah, I've been really impressed. There's some it's cool awesome. vintage around there too. Totally. That place yeah, is Millville's cool. Millville. hopping, man. Millville is hopping. I think that's the place. If I really like if yeah. I end up staying in Pittsburgh, yeah, you that's move right down to Millville. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
the little borough down there. Killer. We're trying to get our drummer, Michael Zigafoos, to become the mayor of Millville. Holy shit. He's going to do it. That is I want to see that man wearing a sash. He says mayor. <laughs> it would be amazing. But yeah, he, he's going to do that. So the Millville will be a much better place after that. <laughs> what? Tell me the story of the band. Yeah, the band. Um, so I moved out to California in 2011. I was 20 years old, and I didn't know my bandmate. I mean, I knew Dan at the time a little well, but he moved out there and went to sound school, and I was like, okay, do you need a roommate? And I went out there and lived there for almost two years and just like worked a lot of jobs and just saw some like amazing music all the time. That's yeah. what I love about L.A. is like, yeah, yeah. It's not if, it's when the bands come to town. Yes. Same with like New York City, which is great, but Los Angeles is a beautiful place. And some people don't agree, but I mean, it's like, if you don't like the city, you can drive 40 minutes outside of the city and you're in these parks that are just like stunning. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah, and I like the Muir yeah. like, National Forest. Totally. And, it's all right um, there. Like on the way out to Vegas yeah. when you're just like in Palm Desert yeah. and, and Indio. Into and Death Valley. It's truly, it's just, yeah. Like, it's the wild. desert is breathtaking it's crazy and it's like think about like western society it's like california was the last thing that was like discovered in a sense you know it took like california is the last thing mankind touched in 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 the white person's mind you know what i'm saying it's like it took that long for everybody to get there and it's just like it's still holding that like this is the wild wild west it's just so beautiful. But and yet it's so artificial, right? It you watch so um, Chinatown and yes. you think about yeah. where the water comes from. Absolutely. You think about, I, I love film, like, uh, what is it, film noir? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. that stuff's amazing, but it's like, yeah. It's like, like, holy shit. Like all this water is just getting piped from the Colorado yeah. River. And all the way and across the desert. And if it wasn't, what would happen? This whole area would just totally it disappear. Would be, it's like, <laughs> if, you can't if live shit here. were to hit the fans, LA is the last place you want to be. Right. Right, Seriously. and that's why my mom lives in Detroit, yeah, right? It's exactly. like it's always so, been her thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I keep on having babies, yeah. and I can't get her to move anywhere she, near me because she, she's just like, I got the fresh water. She got the fresh water I've got all chickens, the time. I've got fresh water. Yeah. Like, she's good. You know, say the dollar stops, stops working tomorrow. It's like, let's go to mom's house. Like, why not? You're in L.A., and there's, what, eight or nine ways to get out of that city? And there's how many people in the county of L.A.? Twenty million. Or 20 something, million yeah. Exactly. What, what's the um, sound of the band? Like, what kind of music? We is play it? like psychedelic rock. I would say that late sixties kind of psych Amazing. sound. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of like um, I wouldn't say distortion pedals, but a lot of reverb and delay going on with the mix. Yeah. So we have an album out, and we're um, we released that like early this year, and we're gonna be going back in the studio probably in about six months to kind of do it all over again. So amazing. Yeah. Well, what's the band fun. called? We're called Different Places in Space. Different places in space. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a long one, but a little bit of a long name. D P I S. So that's what we have. We just go by that. Taking to piss. Taking to piss. To piss. We like saying a double penetration is satanic. It's satanic. But you know, yeah. Wow. Wow. Man, we went there. We went there. It's early. What What do you like about DJing? What I like about DJing, oh man, that's a good question. Probably trying to bring music that I love, that m people might not have ever heard of, that people enjoy, and people will come up to me and be like, hey, what was that? And be like, okay, maybe I've become a fan, or they've become a fan of this band through me that they might change their lives like in the way that has changed my life, you know? And it's, it's, it's always... 
it's always a positive experience, and the DJ, the DJ community here is just like phenomenal. Everybody's like so kind and so warm and welcoming, which is like I didn't know what to expect when I started because some people have been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years here, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this, and there was no like no animosity like at all. It was all it was like so welcoming and so warm and pure, and I just like fell in love with it. It was really cool, and like in the band world, it's not like that. <laughs> They cut your tires and yeah, it's just like, it's <laughs> block like, your way from loadout. Instead of saying, you know, you you know, you had a great set when like the other bands just kind of give you the side eye, and it's like, okay, thank you. And it's just like you know, being a musician, I thought everybody would be cool and warm and fun, and it's not the case really. But that's just reality, and that's okay. I like Kid Durango. Yeah, My buddy. Um, well, I have a couple friends in the band, but. I the only thing I know about the Pittsburgh band scene is from going to their gigs yeah, shows and scene, yeah. And it is it is a tough sledding, man. It is, it is tough, tough sledding. The, so the venues you go to venues. these venues that are, you know, condemned right. or these little like totally like really punk joints, like just speakers blown out. You know, beers in the fridge. Totally. You're not you're not getting a percentage of no, bar. Exactly. You're you're lucky if like thirty people show exactly. up and you're playing for. Like people that are that you're playing for the other bands exactly. basically and or their like, fans and it's like how many how many times have you have to bring get your friends out that have already seen you a bunch it's like how can you really let go when you're just like oh this my friend has seen this show five six times you know it's just like that's the reality of it in pittsburgh it's like how many bands will go from philly they'll go philly dc cleveland or like how many or baltimore dc columbus it's like pittsburgh is just getting constantly skipped over recently and it's like i i don't know if it's a promoter's thing or just like how tours act and it's like it's tough it's it's venue related you know we just have know. pretty much smalls when it, and, and yep. ae when yep. it comes to like mid-sized venues Absolutely. so smalls is what like five thousand cap yeah. and it's a beautiful um, place ae is like seven thousand whatever right. but other than that it's just big, venues, big and, venues and baby size exactly. like thunderbird you know Thunderbird is is it's a, good, it's a great. I think also cool, but it's, it's set up is a little weird, like yeah, with the it's, it's a balconies place. and stuff. Absolutely, and it's like so. we love playing there, and that's and probably Spirit is yeah. Spirit also is like, like they have the getting some and decent downstairs. shows. Absolutely, make sure you have fun. It's been yep. doing some cool stuff with the hip hop shows. Totally, and um, a great man. Yeah, yeah, yeah amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. I've been really stoked that like they have. I think Cool Keith is coming through. Cool, one of these venues, and then yeah. they brought out Homeboy Sandman. So for cool. me, like I hear people complaining about Pittsburgh getting skipped over, and I'm yeah. like. There's more shows than I can go to. Right. But, Which is like, yeah. But I also don't go to that many. Right. right? But I still, though, I mean, that says something, you know? And it's just like I, th I hope it gets better. I mean, there was a period there for where a lot of bands were starting their tours here, which was awesome. So it's like that's something. So hopefully we yeah. can ride off that. But I know like Stage AE is not a pretty venue, and it's like just concrete, and you're standing on concrete, and it's sort of like, why do my knees feel like this? Because <laughs> I've been standing here for three hours. But that venue does bring in artists that. A lot of people love, and it's not like you have to go out to what is a key bank now out to Burkittstown. It's not like that size. Like I saw my morning jacket there a couple months ago, and it was amazing. It's yeah, like great, that. That's great band, totally. And that's wow. like those are the bands that I really love, and that's the kind of level that like a couple years ago they didn't have a place to play like that. You know, you could take them to Smalls, but it's like there's only so many. They're not. They're not going to do Smalls. It's no, not it's, a it's big enough cap. Exactly. I don't think so. It's like they would just Wouldn't probably skip this it. town. You know. So exactly. like Stage A is cool. There's a Roxy in too. Oh, yeah, Roxanne's been real fun. Yeah, Roxanne's I saw cool. a Parliament Funkadelic there. Yeah, were you at that show? Absolutely. Yeah, how was it? Crazy. It his was great, his yeah. daughter is an amazing entertainer. Yeah. 
that's like man, amazing. He's been doing it working so hard. Yeah, he's been doing it for what fifty years now. I mean, I saw a documentary where it was talking about how he doesn't pay his musicians and like everybody was talking all this shit. It was kind of like a James Brown like hit piece. Yeah, but when it comes down to it. There's always going to be a leader. There's always going to be a leader. And if there's no leader, there's no money. Right. And if, like, exactly. <laughs> like it could be zero. Seriously. <laughs> I and don't it's know. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> the fact that, like, he's still booking, you know, 50 shows across the country, I mean, that's something. You know. Yeah, I have a friend that um, sells his grandson weed when they come into town, which is, like, so funny. It's just like, yeah. Did you ever see... Um, Tales from the Tour Bus? You ever seen any of those videos? No. Yeah. It's all, like... It's all these, it all, there's a bunch of different musicians, but there's a whole like funk section with like Bootsy Collins doing the interview and it's just, they tell the story and then it's animated. Mm, That's cool. I like that a lot. It's cool. Yeah. We need more of that. More of that all the time. (sighs) What about um, like obstacles? Have you noticed any, um, I know you said everybody's been super chill about letting you rock and everything, but like, have there been any setbacks or obstacles you had to face in order to kind of to where you are, where you're, like, a happy, well-functioning adult? Um, if you are that? I, I'm trying to be that, <laughs> yeah. Maybe healthcare? <laughs> Is there a DJ healthcare community I could join on to? Talk with Buscrates cool. a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah, Buscrates and I, um, and that he's worth he, bringing legend. up also because yeah. you were talking about, like, the other DJs that mm. have kind of welcomed you in mm. and it's worth talking about all the other amazing vinyl djs in totally. pittsburgh right like Absolutely. pretty tony pretty tony just unbelievable talent um yeah. you know somebody who rocks on vinyl yeah. and it sounds like serato there's sure. no difference it's like amazing you never hear a record skip yeah. you never, never hear any kind of yeah. problem it's no, just it's perfectly clean absolutely it's crazy and anthony and i have done events together and watching him do it i'm just like wow man it's like you have these you're putting these effects on that i would never even think of and like just the way you mix those tracks together doing that stuff i'm just like okay that's really sick (laughs) do do you like i'll tell you what i remember from hearing you play i only probably i mean i went to like three gigs yeah and honestly I didn't hear you DJ that much right, is one thing. Right, so right. first of all, I kind of see you as the guy who brings people, yeah. books DJs. Yeah. You're kind of like the energy. You're the mastermind behind it. I might be wrong, but that was the vibe I got. That's, yeah. I mean, I um, so I do an event at the Gold Markets every second Wednesday of the month. It's called Dad's House. And it's uh, usually my... Um, Myself and my good friend um, Cameron DJ Wabi Sabi, we DJ. Amazing, yeah, yeah. Shout out yeah, Wabi Sabi, Wabi Sabi. Also yeah. my roommate. Oh shit! Kind of a yeah. big deal. That you know, dude, um, he fucks. He, <laughs> he's got great energy. Absolutely, I love his um his online person persona. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like he's very unique. Absolutely, like, there's nobody like him. No, and I mean I don't know any DJs within 600 square miles that are just doing city pop stuff like that Japanese funky 80s synthy sounding city pop and he knows those deep like I love Japanese music and I love Japanese culture but man he knows like all the producers of that stuff and like what was really happening mm. then and it's just like it blows my mind like he'll be putting out these records I'm like Karen where do you even find this you know it's like Discogs shout out Discogs again <laughs> Do you have all of your records listed on no, there? Like no. so that when you go to a record store you know what you already have and you can pull it out? I should. 
It's worth it, man. Especially I did it on there, and it, it also tells you how much your collection's worth, right. which is dope, yep. like, just to know. And also for insurance purposes. That's what I was about to say, especially for, like, you know, if, like, say if my house were to burn down, you know, it's yep. like, okay, that's, yeah. Yep, exactly, because it's covered been, by renter's insurance. Totally, yeah, and, like, Wabi Sabi, he does that, and he's been trying to get me to do that, and it's like, yeah, I, should, I need to do that. You could hire an intern. Exactly. All you need to do is start a company. Do you need <laughs> daddy entertainment? Enter- we did it a, in New York. We yeah. did it in the Lower East Side. It's called Croc Mode. That's the whole point. That's, that's literally where the name Croc Mode awesome, came right. from okay. was because we wanted interns to do things we didn't want to do. That's cool. So I, it's a, I yeah. invented it. It yeah. was just me just you and my like, buddies DJing yeah. and throwing parties. That's awesome. But we were like, we kind of want interns. Right, yeah. Like a just, lot of this shit is just not that much fun. Right, right. We want other people to bring people to the shows. Sure, we want right. other people like, to... Like fill out the applications for right. us to get press credentials Absolutely. at the festivals. Yeah, 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 we want people to be contacting the venues so that we don't have to do all that dirty work That's of trying to get new gigs. Absolutely, and, and then not to yeah. mention what you know the people that they know that they'll bring. It just builds up that community that even it. more. That was it. It was a lot of it was inspired because I was an intern I in see. New York yeah. at a, a company called Mr. Bugsley Entertainment. Okay, and um, shout out Mr. Bugsley. Where you at, Mr. Bugsley? <laughs> <laughs> was this also in the Lower East Side, or is this just all over Manhattan? I think uh, Bugsley had an office in in Brooklyn. Okay, but I can't remember. I know yeah. um, Matt was one of my co interns, and then there was a, um, a woman who's also on Twitter that I still follow. Cool. Um, but yeah, there's the Lower East Side's a fun time. Yeah, we had a, a gig at Pianos. Okay, on Tuesday night every week for about. Two and a half years. Wow. It's called... Every week. Two's Booty. Two's Booty. <laughs> what about Three's Booty? <laughs> <laughs> don't let don't. don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Never forget. <laughs> is that the Jeffersons? Is that... That's no, I, just, I don't know. I've heard people say that. It's just one of my favorite it's lines. It's a classic. <laughs> Yeah, or what's another good one? Easy seas don't make good sailors. Pretty good. Ooh. God damn. Nicht alles Gold ist was glänzt. Yes. Und ja. <laughs> so my uh, my good friend Danny, he um he like pulled me aside recently at this party, and he's like, "Hey, I had this dream, and I got woken out of a dream, and I had to write down what this dream told me, and the dream was." <laughs> Do you know in Germany how Fonzie says goodbye? <laughs> like, I'll beat her A. <laughs> and then he, he said he, he dreamt that, woke up, and wrote it down. I was like, that is incredible, man. What a legend. Do you have an active dream life? I do when I'm not smoking weed. Yeah, the, the um, marijuana does interfere with totally uh, dreams sleep, quite absolutely. a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I was having. Um, I quit smoking weed for t- almost two years, and those that first like s- two months was the dreams were just crazy. I'll never forget them. I still think that they have significance, like Absolutely. that they can teach us things, and that Definitely. it's probably our contact with alternative dimensions. Yeah, contact with like alternate realities Absolutely. and a, a way to ch- kind of channel those things. Yeah. Um, Especially like some form of consciousness too that could you can pull from. That's real. I agree. Um, I think people who basically say that it's meaningless, just electrical noise in your brain, are really. I don't think <laughs> missing. Yeah, something. I agree. See, how can you, you can't just turn them off, you know. Yeah, 
Um, Maybe you could. Well, with marijuana. With marijuana, exactly. Clonazepam, benzodiazepines, yeah, alcohol. I mean, the there's alcohol, lots of ways. Central nervous system. S- depressants. Depressants. Although people call marijuana a stimulant. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. It's mixed up, right? It's not exactly and either one. No, and it's weird that a marijuana affects everybody differently. That's true, yeah, because we have different types of um, CB receptors. Right. Cannabinoid. Got it Kmart. I forgot about Kmart. Kmart. Where are you from? I grew up about a half hour north of here. Near North Park. Cheers, thank you. Mm-hmm. I didn't even ask if you wanted the bourbon or something else. I got like Japanese gin and that's okay. Different that's things. Have Make you it a little mixery drink? Yeah. That's what we call it in Germany, a mixery drink. Mixery. Sorcery. <laughs> I have you been in North Park? I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard or of like Hartwood it. Acres for concert? No. So about like a half hour north of the city. Did you go to college? I did not go to college. That's when I moved to California instead. You were like heavy in the band world already, like heavy well, musician in high school. I I played music. But I also did sports in high school, but Whoa. I did both. Yeah, yeah. That was a past life of mine. Was the hair already long? Was the hair long? It was not that this long. No. Yeah, those were more of my jock days in the late two thousand, the aughts, the late two thousands. I like aughts. Mm. Yeah, bring aughts back. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to the naughty aughties. The naughty aughties. To the windows, to the wall. <laughs> to the sweat? No, down my my young pubes. <laughs> 2000s, what a time for music. Uh, skeet, skeet, skeet. God damn. <laughs> Remember the early 2000s, like, we had Jaworo and Ashanti. Then we had Interpol. This is like my first mixtapes. Yeah. The Bling era. Bling, absolutely, the Bling, era, the Bling I, era. I'm still, like, absolutely mortified because yeah. one of my first crushes was uh this girl um in high school they were she was like a field hockey player and I made her a mixtape she made me a mixtape and I made her a mixtape okay her mixtape was like <sighs> it was like um all underground hip hop okay. atmosphere okay, yeah um Maybe so sick it's yeah. so nice that it's nasty so banging it's busting so sweet that it's sick so dope it's disgusting what's the um, benefit benefit i mean just like remember people under the stairs mf doom mf doom Putz, yeah, like you know jay dilla all that like yeah. all amazing records and i made her one and it was like hot boys <laughs> big timers big timers <laughs> um the all-American rejects. Just, yeah, no, it was just all bad. I feel like such a loser yeah. now that I think about it. But I also feel like the records that I picked from go off harder in the club now. Yeah, oh, probably. Absolutely. It's kind of full circle now, I bet. You know. Just saying. Yeah. Early 2000s, I was listening to, like, The Strokes, The mm. White Stripes a lot. Um... I was also in my like classic rock phase of my life then too, like a lot of Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, all that stuff. So, I think that's how I really got into music because um, my parents separated when I was one, so my oh. dad would pick me up every like two weeks, you know, and he lived like forty minutes away from where my mother lived, and he would just we just listen to music all the time. So at like five and six, I learned about like Black Sabbath and Zeppelin, <laughs> and you know some Frank Zappa and. What else? Neil Young. My dad's like a huge Neil Young fan, so it's like I I went down that classic rock hole big then. But like, 
now today people think it's kind of cheesy, but it's like the of course like DVE in Pittsburgh. It's like they play they've been playing the same fifty songs since like the early eighties. It's like they're out of Carhartt out of Carhartt radios, you know. But yeah, it is. It's been the same. It's like yeah. So it's like I don't want to like people be like, oh, you like classic rock? I'm like, yeah, but there's like a lot of good shit in there deep down in there. Did you see Ozzy and Sharon's Halloween costume? I think I did. Oh, it's so it good. good. Yeah, yeah, he did, they did Kanye and, oh, his, cool. and his wife. Yeah, but like where she was holding the pillow, oh, that's and he was dressed in all black like a ninja with the black sunglasses. Him. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I think about Ozzy sometimes because you know he's not looking great, but that's no. okay. He lived a Pretty solid. Drugs are a hell of a drug. They are, definitely. And he knows he did them often and well. (laughs) What a guy! Seriously. Yeah, inspiring. Definitely. He lived hard. I I Um, brought a Sabbath record. Oh, sick! Do you ever? Did you ever hear um, Charlie Manson's record? I I haven't. No. Look at your game, girl. That sounds awesome. It's so good. I believe that. It's one of my favorite records. while he was in prison? Or no, this? no, no, this no, is no, 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 no. When he okay. was recording with Brian Wilson. Okay, I see all that yeah, stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Look at your game, girl. Ooh, that's nice. Original? This is original, yeah. yeah. you can tell. Yeah, Sabbath, Look buddy, Sabbath. Look at your game, girl. This is probably, like, the first time I ever had, like, a um, sexual feeling with this album cover. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's pretty... Uh, Does it say 666 or 606? Yeah, I think it's 666, yeah. <laughs> That's a crazy it's design. It's pretty wild, though, but, I mean, there are... I mean, Geezer Butler is probably, like, one of my favorite bass players of all time, and just... They were all freak musicians, you know? Mm. It's not like... It was... To me, yes, I guess it's heavy metal, but to me, it's just, like, dark deep jazzy mm. rock and roll you know and it's uh there's some tracks on here like um sabracadabra there's a there's this big um piano solo in it and uh the album um they were recording this while yes the band yes was down the hall and they brought in with, oh, wow. yeah, rick wakeman and he's the guy playing keys on this track and it's just like Crazy. all these tracks are just like phenomenal you storm with the plastic on the same side as the opening, and the record yeah, just falls out. Um, this there are, honestly, there's no specific way. You know, it's like sometimes I get lucky and they go like this. Sometimes <laughs> with the other way they pop out. Most of my records don't even have sleeves, so don't like think this is the first one I bring out. That all my records are like this. I like to I like to set it up so they pop right out. That's smart. Yeah. And then I've heard things are like, well, though you you don't do that because dust gets in the record. Oh uh, shit! Like, yeah, that makes and I'm sense. Like, that makes sense. I mean, if you're spinning them all the time... Yeah, they're going to get fucked up. It's gonna, yeah. Um, just, just do it. Who else did we not mention that plays vinyl here? Well, Hoagie Dreams, Jarrett Tebbets, legend. Oh, he's Jarrett the one Tebbets, cool as fuck, yeah. yeah. He's the one that puts the disco together. Was he Trace, pl- yeah, disco, yeah, yeah, Sunday he told disco. me he was playing. Yeah, he yeah. told me he, was, he had a, like, a vinyl yeah. set. Definitely. Yeah, and he does... Um, He's been doing He's been doing work for um Hot Mass for years like I don't, I don't know how long but I know a long time. Yeah. But I, Jared's been like probably one of the um one of the best DJs that has kind of taken me under his wing and given me tips about stuff cuz like as I learn and go here. I remember we had one event and I brought like three bags of records and at the end he's like, you know, don't don't bring so many records. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, Jared, you're right because I don't need three bags of records. It's like you only need one really. So, yeah. but that event we have, you were there at, at Trace for the disco. Yep, that's probably my favorite event to be a part of and DJ because it's just as like, it just feels so good there on a Sunday and like 
most of the time it happens year round. You know, it's like yeah, even in the winter it's outside and it's like we Dope. yeah we they have um, heaters or yeah we um <laughs> we actually. Anthony Susan lives down the street from there. We went, uh, Jared and I, we took a wagon and we we actually took his chimenea from his backyard and then Anthony sold it to Trace. So it's like there's another chimenea oh, there. But it's great. You could see us like, I wish somebody <laughs> saw us, Jared and I, walking down the street with a red fire uh, wagon and us just like <laughs> putting a chimney on top of it. It was so good. But it's cool because like people come out on a Sunday and it's, 35 degrees and it's like you know yeah, people yeah. come out and it's got a great following it, it was crazy totally. how i went and knew everybody there yeah absolutely like i and was there i saw good people yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely i'm trying to think of all the people i saw it was no casino mm-hmm. i saw um my friend the therapist with her son um uh what's her name I saw um oh fuck you know <laughs> I saw um homegirl who live who run, uh, runs spirit um Lee yeah Lee was Lee's there Lee's great um spirit's a great place too yeah, that's a crazy. I mean, it was crazy. Like everybody I knew, or like instantly became friends with, because it was just it like all, all moving on the dance floor. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, it feels every, so people good. had their kids during the day, and then at night, it like shifts into a totally different absolutely. party. Totally, totally. It's so wild. It's like two parties in one. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, cool. Why not on a Love Sunday? That. It's great. Love it's, that. And you know, it's kind of the service industry, right? It's kind of like the way yeah, I think I about it. Like a so. Sunday party is kind yeah, of like you Sunday, get that for sure, you know. And it's like people, like my people, yeah, absolutely. And like people come out and they'll stay out till the end. It usually ends around a little after nine, and then some people just go home, or some people keep partying. It's like it's really cool, and I'm like, I love it. It's like it's so fun. Disco, disco and funk to me is just like some of my favorite stuff ever. Disco's been embattled. Seriously, it's um, you know. Uh, uh, nobody listens to techno. Um, mm. Disco still sucks. Right. Disco demolition night. Right. It's like the, it's like it's always it's like it's always hung out and stayed. It's like I, people were like disco died. I'm like I think it just got kicked under the rug. <coughs> you know. It was always an attack on effeminate, like yes, on femininity absolutely. and um, yep. like um, it was this kind of machismo. Uh, we listen to rock exactly. music. We can't embrace right. our, our like, like whatever our fun dancey side. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And 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 it was also an attack on it was it was a homophobic. Oh, attack, for sure, right? absolutely. It was an attack on, on gay culture. Yeah, because that was kind of like like Studio Fifty Four. That Studio was the disco. Right? Absolutely. It was a, it was and a, it's like a that. gay scene, ballroom right. scene, right. gay scene. And mixed with like the AIDS epidemic coming out, it's kind of like they all kind of clash together, and they're like, we have to just kind of stop doing disco instead, mm. which is like. Whoa. Fucked up, you Whoa. Know? I never thought about it yeah, yeah, like that. It's like, which is a shame because it's like that disco music is just so pure and just so like, it's so alive to me, you know? And it's just as like, I mean, sure, it's like ABBA, there's ABBA and all that disco. and it, But underneath that, there's just some funky ass disco that is just like so amazing. And just like, just the way it builds up, it's just like, it blows my mind. And it'll, it'll always blow my mind, which is like, I like the dubs. Like I like mm-hmm. the stuff without vocals. Absolutely. Like the, it, it, Italo disco. Yeah, Italo disco. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of that spaghetti western stuff, you know. That some of that Italian disco is 
Phenomenal. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on soundtracks too. Like if yeah. you ever go to Jerry's and you're trying to find that stuff, sometimes it's in the it's soundtrack. Sa- yeah, absolutely. Section. It's just like it's, it's all like it's all eighties soundtracks. Absolutely, it's all good for sure. <laughs> yeah, we went from disco to like poison. <laughs> What else? I mean, <laughs> like, 80s. I mean, the yeah. 80s just got... Yeah. New Jack Swing. New Jack Swing. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, the new wave stuff. It's like, I don't really love the new wave stuff. I mm. mean, yeah, it's like, it's a little too, like, um, cheesy for me personally. It's just a little too, like, I don't know, the electronic drum set. I just, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading um, Dave Burns' book right now. Yeah. Um, called, like, The History of Music or yeah. something like that. Like, How how Music Works, yeah. maybe something like that. I've heard of that book. He talks a lot about... Yeah. like what that aesthetic was yeah about how the people in the new wave were all wearing suits yeah, absolutely it was like you had to have Abs- this conformist yes, thing absolutely in like, order to be a part it of it like, so he would intentionally gray suits you know it's like communism <laughs> it's like yeah, yes it's like, we go from disco balls and glitter to like <laughs> oversized suits for like zoot suits suit suits and yeah. it's like yeah it's like and he know, had you, one he talks about how having yeah. one polyester suit and yeah. how you would get too hot in it Right. And that's why he switched to a black T-shirt. I see. So it became black T-shirt Over with the, black with jeans. I see. But the black jeans they didn't sell in the U.S. Okay. Even though they were trying to look like American rockers, like rockabilly kind of like uh, when you're a right, jet, you're a jet right, all the way. Right. But the only place they could get the black jeans, the skin tight jeans, in was UK? in France. Is in France. I never knew that. That's crazy. Like why? <laughs> like I don't. I love the French. Like. That's crazy though. Yeah, there's a lot of great stories in there. I'm I'm yeah. enjoying reading that one. I know like um David Byrne, I know that they have that Talking Heads movie that I want to go see because like I'm a like I don't really love David Byrne, so I'm, I'm trying to get <laughs> educated on it. So it's like I don't want to be some ignorant asshole. The one movie that I've seen of his was the one with um John Goodman. Um it was like this is a hysterical film. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's Talking Up or uh, Walking Up or something like that. I'll put it it's in the good. notes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I need a like. I've heard some ta- Talking Head tracks. Like I've heard a lot of their music, but I never really got into them. So I want to like at least be sure that I don't like them. <laughs> not knowing that, <laughs> not knowing enough to just not like them. You know. I just feel like David Byrne just doesn't party. I hate to say that. <laughs> Pardon me, David Byrne. I mean, he did that album with St. Vincent, which was cool. I don't know if you ever heard that in like yeah. the mid 2010s. I would say maybe 2015. They did an album together, and it was it was cool. But yeah, I need to like. I have some Talking Head albums that I listen to, but I'm just like never sold doesn't on go hard it. Enough. It doesn't go hard enough for me. You like which the Clash? Like, I like the Clash a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's Ramones, like, yeah. same thing. Same it's thing. It's all kind of like. The soft, the stripped it's down, exactly. like, like a the little drums sappy. are a little bit totally. repetitive, totally. and it's just, it's just like, it's yeah. almost like not amplified. That's like it's Mor- like they didn't plug in the amps. I agree, like Morrissey and the Smiths too, it's just like, was what? never, I just never could really dive into it. What about the Stones? I like the Stones, yeah. Because it's just cool. a little more country. Totally, it is a little more country, and it's yeah. like, I saw the Stones in 2020 in October, or 21, and yeah. they were just like amazing. Killer, right? I was blown away. But that's all Ronnie Wood. Yeah, exactly. Nobody realizes that, is yeah. that it's like, Keith is just like a skeleton Absolutely. of himself. Yes. He does a little, like, and just Ronnie's out there just playing every note, fucking railing it. He's running the show. Seriously, I was looking at Keith, I'm like, how many blood transfusions has he had to get the heroin out of his system? to get here <laughs> but i mean the fact that they put on that a good show and mick jagger is like mick jagger is sprinting 
across the stage. It was unbelievable. I was blown away. And I've seen a lot of bands in like that age group, and I was just like, their energy was phenomenal. <laughs> Keith Richards is still alive. Like, there's hope for us all, guys. Don't give up. Yeah, yeah. Keith did, just did an interview on um, what's his name, the Jewish um, Howard Stern. Yeah. Um, which I haven't watched yet because it's like limited to wherever yeah. you can watch it, like right. Sirius XM or some bullshit. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to. It. I don't. I'm not the biggest Howard Stern guy. Yeah, I don't really. He kind of seemed like a creep, but I yeah. did like his movie. Was it talk? Um, points. Private parts. For, yeah, where he's private like, parts is pretty yeah, funny. Where he's like like a Godzilla sized power. Yeah, like on the cover. Yeah, on the cover. The reason I liked it was it really gets into the radio. Yeah, like okay. It, 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 kind of gives you the history of like That's what cool. radio was right what the shock jock was and that was what the 97 98 you know and that was like pretty the peak of radio at the time because everybody was tuning in on fm stuff yeah did you grow up on radio i i did grow up on radio yeah and then cds what uh what channels were you listening to do you remember <sighs> or like what kind of music was playing oh man probably like the rock music and I remember, you know, my mom would have YEP on 91.3 and yeah. like 88.3 and even the classical stuff. Yeah. 89.3, yep. all that stuff. Yeah. She was a big 91.3er back in the day. Yeah. She would donate back. You know, she was, she got me on the, some bands that, you know, weren't really mainstream because of that. So shout out to Selecta, man. Yeah. That, that show was incredible. That was incredible. Grand Grand Radio. Oh, man. So funky. That was amazing. Every time I Missed see Selecta, I'm like, more Bootsy. <laughs> <laughs> love Bootsy. It, he's he's the man, and he is like, what a success story, you know? He's gone With all Twitch? over. Yep, Twitch. Yeah, is on, yeah, it's Twitch awesome. Changed his life. It's, it's really cool. Why not? I think that the cream rises to the top. Yeah, totally. Like when when you've put in enough time and you've really focused on your craft and mm -hmm. honed it, and yep. your sword is really really sharp. Absolutely. No matter what they put in front of you, you're going to cut it in half. For sure, it it's doesn't matter how thick the tree is. If right, your no. katana is sharp exactly. enough, it's like like uh, <laughs> it's gone. Right, like luck is earned, pretty much. You know, and I feel like that's I try to live by that. You know, and it's like hard work pays off. You know, what a master has failed more than a novice has tried, and it's like it makes you want to just keep going and going. You know, failure is a part of it, and it's just you have to fail. If you don't fail, you're not trying, you know, and it's like, don't just don't give up. And it's, I've seen a lot of people fail and give up. And it's just like, don't do that because it's worth it's worth just keep going. You know, that's a part of it. How about this? What was your first concert that you ever went to? Man, I remember Slayer like very well. You know, it definitely wasn't the first, but it's the first one that I like really remember. Yeah. I, I remember seeing Atmosphere at, that was cool. at um, uh, the Blind Pig in okay. Ann Arbor when I was like 15 because yeah. I was I remember it really well because I was on a learner's permit and so I had to get home before it turned dark like before 10 p.m. Yeah. so I left the, yeah, show, the show early, early like yeah. I remember seeing P.O.S. the opener it was yeah. amazing and then yeah. I saw Slug and he came out and like he did a couple songs and I was like uh-oh pumpkin pumpkin here we pumpkin. go <laughs> exactly like um, all right so I remember that I remember but Slayer I remember like getting like face paint like yeah, my girlfriend put on out. face paint on me and my buddy, and then um, we got we ready for there. the show exactly. and we went hard. Absolutely, all night. Um, I remember awesome. that the opener was Soulfly, 
cool. And In Flames. So what year and was this? So I don't know. We were 15. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 2001. That's cool. 2001, 2002 yeah. in, in Detroit, Pine Knob or something. Yeah, cool. And um, when, so In Flames, Soulfly. Soulfly was like the loudest thing I'd ever heard. I, I believe like, that. I can't handle this. Like, what, should we leave? Right. And then when um, just Slayer comes out, they drop this curtain and twice as many speakers just appear. Exactly. Like the yeah, whole like, fucking thing. Just <laughs> just oh! It's like, okay, you know. And it's, but you stayed, though. Yeah, it's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we stayed. Your, ear, your ears are probably hissing for like a week after yeah, that. I can't believe was, that I don't have hearing loss. Me so neither, knock on wood, like, seriously. Because I used to drive around with sounds. I had the, you know, custom speakers in my yeah, car, yeah. Alpine 12s, yeah. two, like Alpine 12s. I would put them in my friend's cars, <laughs> like. Gator boots with a pimped out Gucci suit. Ain't that got was no the time, time for that. But I still fuck. Absolutely. How about like um, you know, like three six mafia back then too? I mean they were just like that Memphis, that Southern Rock I stuff. A lot is of just that. Like so much fun. So much fun. Roll out. Oh, yeah. boom, boom, Me and boom, my boom, homies and like boom, 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 shaking boom, the subs. A lot of ludicrous. Soldier boy, yeah, exactly. No, no, I wasn't ready for Soldier yet. Yeah, Soldier no, showed up like, when I was at Pitt. I remember like yeah. distinctly that record was on the radio every All the day time. for a full year. And it's just like boom, 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 yeah, boom, 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 it sounds boom, 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 boom. It was like made in his basement, and it just is like played. I mean, Soldier Boy probably has like he probably bought ten houses from his like production level of that album. I thought he went broke or something. Probably, but good yeah. for him. He yeah, probably he, was he on lived with, it. Um, he was on with with um, my buddy from South Carolina. Okay, um, whose name is South uh, Charlemagne the God. Okay. Yeah, Charlemagne had him on. He's still wearing those stupid sunglasses. From, is he from the South? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, definitely. It sounds like it's definitely. Southern. It's more like Georgia or yep. like, yeah, stuff yep. like that, yep. right? Yep. Uh, Atlanta, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Outcast, though. I mean, those guys are like. Dungeon Family? You ever see the Dungeon Family documentary? That's so amazing. Good. So good. What I mean, what they were doing. Have you dabbled 90s? at all? Like making music, making beats? Like making beats? Production? Not really, honestly. I don't own a computer, dude. <laughs> I'm on a computer or a television, so it's oh, like that's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's like that's my. I'm kind of analog all the way still. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Will you um do the party? Will you start the party with me this spring? Sure. At, at Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Called, yeah, yeah. Um, Stone Age brunch. Okay. And it's you and me okay. throwing the party. Yeah. It's a completely analog party. No Perfect. cell phones allowed. We lock up everybody's phones. That's awesome. No computers. Nothing. It's all vinyl. Perfect. All cash. I love so that. No, all cash not, transactions. We don't take, yeah, we don't take credit cards. It's just cash it's just at the cash. bar. That's amazing. It's absolutely just Those 85,000 new IRS employees <laughs> are going to be pissed. <laughs> it's gonna you be know good. about that? Oh, yeah. I was like, why do they get guns? You well, know? did it's you like, hear um, the, the new speaker of the house tried to slash their budget? He yeah. goes like, yeah, sure. Like, you can... Um, what was he trying to get money for? Maybe for Israel or something? Yeah, it's, yeah, He's like, yeah, a, you can have like the $3.5 billion. No problem. We'll give yeah. it to Israel. We'll just take it from the IRS We'll take budget. it from the IRS. Exactly. Like, yeah, no problem. We'll take it from their, um, ammunition their new budget. Colt handguns. You know? It's crazy. What do they need all they, that ammunition for? It's kind of, kind of sus, I would say. 
Well, well, it's like, I guess Venmo, they're trying to crack down on Venmo, you mm. know, and it's like, what, transactions over $600 can go on, these IRS can get in there and figure out what's going on. I bet you the IRS cannot stand Venmo more than anything. Along with what like about crypto? crypto, that's how Hamas I mean, got funded. That's how, exactly. that's how Hamas did their attack. Exactly, was off fucking off Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Dude. Yep. Man, I remember in like 2010, I had some degenerate neighbors that were buying on the the dark web with Bitcoin. And man, if I just should have been like, "Hey, can I get a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin in 2010?" Yeah, could you imagine? I was thinking about just if I would have only accepted Bitcoin for my parties back in New York. Yeah. Like, just that's all I accept. All I accept just accept Bitcoins. Bitcoin. Yeah. Right now, I take 5% of my paycheck in, yeah. in Bitcoin. That's awesome. And it's popped. It's popped. Absolutely. It popped, dude. I'm since at 35. Absolutely. Even since I'm chilling last at 35 year. 35 right yeah. now. Right. And like, it goes like this. Yeah. I mean, what? Last year, it was at <laughs> If you look over 10 16. years. Don't look over one year. No, look over no, no. 10 years. Yeah. It's like this. Well, I mean, the. At the peak, it was what? It's almost <laughs> 60. 60 yeah. And then it dropped to doesn't not matter. 16. It's a doesn't blip. matter. But now it's, it's exactly consistently, it is just going to be. It's because, I mean, it's like that is going to be, the, I feel like that's going to be the currency that, I mean, it's just so like realistic in terms of like um, it's funded by the people, right? And it's, it's, it's monetized by people instead of some central bank. It's yeah. like there's, yeah. there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. Um, well, it's they a digital world. Yeah. So absolutely. we should have a digital tech, a digital currency. I agree. Right. Right. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Doctor Dap is is heavy into that whole yeah. world. Oh yeah. He's got a whole podcast on I it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He did a whole diatribe. Explained to me everything Damn. about NFTs. NFTs, NFTs exactly. aren't actually on the blockchain. No, they're just, they they just a <laughs> it's link. They're just a fucking That's link. That's crazy. Man. I mean, and at the at if the, the website there, stops hosting your picture, you just yeah. don't. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Damn. And at the height, they were like, Bumping. some NFTs were going Bumping. for a lot of money. It's crazy. Bumping. Bumping. You don't own any? I don't own any NFTs, no. Yeah. And do you own any art? Like actual art? Do you collect art? art? Yeah. I do have some art. Visual art? Visual art, yeah. Paintings, mostly, yeah. Uh, do you make any art? I don't really make art, no. no. Just music is Have you recorded any mixes? Like online, like live mixes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have um with my friend called Seafoam. Have you heard of Seafoam? His name's Kevin. He does a lot of like he films people, films people mixes in almost like a um, my analog journal kind of setting. Dope. And it's cool. I like I, that. Yeah, we did like um. <laughs> he invited me over. He's like, yeah, come over and do like an hour mix. And I was like, okay. And we were having so much fun. I did like a two hour long mix. Dope. It was awesome. Dope. We just kept going and going. It was a lot of fun. How how many records is two hours? Is like one big box, fifty probably, records, something like that. Yeah, probably like I had two bags, so uh, it's like two, like about two almost a hundred records, I would say. And wow. I probably had like twenty, thirty records still to spare. I could have kept going a little longer. <laughs> it was fun though. We had so much fun. It was cool. Are you playing? Like mostly LPs, like That's records, like songs LPs. off LPs, yes. or do you have forty fives or have singles? A, I have a handful of sing. I have more singles than I do forty fives, but I have a handful of forty five so I'll spend a couple of those. But it's mostly LPs, yeah. So um, LPs all the way, yeah. Because I just, I don't know, I just buy records because I like that artist and some of those tracks on it. I spin out. I mean, I have singles and I'll buy singles if I can. But if I can get the whole album, I'll just buy the whole album. You know. For me, it makes a lot of sense because when I'm shop i i have two completely different record shopping strategies whereas on the one hand if i want a record to listen to yeah i only want an lp yeah and i hate all my singles right. there's no like i would never put that on if i was trying to chill and right. clean the house or, or, or do the dinner. dishes or Absolutely. make dinner and then on the other hand if i'm djing 
You just want 40, I you only want, want a forty-five. 12s. You want, you only want forty-fives or, or singles. I get that. Yeah, sure. I want the acapella, the instrumental. Oh yeah. If I'm mixing hip hop, right. And if I'm mixing funk boogie disco, right. I want the big holes, the, little records. Right. Exactly. They Which just is like, to me they sound brighter. They they're louder. Do, and they're louder. They're, absolutely. I'm yeah. When I'm DJing, I don't want to have to guess where the song is. No, like, it's put just that like shit put on. that on and just like <laughs> then take it from there. It's more totally. fun to me. And I get that. Um. Yeah. And it's not as heavy, you know? It's like, I mean, it's... I guess it all depends, but, you know, most records, like, LPs, they're in big, thick cases of, like, you know, they're in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their cases are bigger than just, like, a Paper sleeve. sleeve. Paper sleeve, exactly. Sick. Yeah, simple. Love a paper sleeve. And yeah. also, I, you know, I, I, like, the first time I really saw people mixing vinyl, it was on the Bowery okay. on Mobile Mondays in okay. New York. Mobile Mondays, you know, Soul in the Horn the crew. Monday nights, people um, would come out. Yeah, that sounds it was, awesome. Was um, uh, people like Just Blaze? Okay. Um, people like Operator EMZ. Okay. People Nerd. like um, it's all strictly vinyl, pretty much. Only only, only vinyl, records, yeah. Only, only vinyl. Records. It was mostly forty fives, but every once yep. in a while, somebody would bring up twelve inches. 12 like, inches, yeah. yeah That's so cool. LP. That's awesome. But it was only 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 records. I remember um, seeing Strafe perform there. Yeah, that was. They were still like. They, I think they're still around. Uh, set it off on yeah. the left. Uh, oh, set okay, it up. Okay. I suggest. Yeah. Uh, set it off. And they were just Come on they're and DJing and spinning. Yeah, they were mostly just like uh, rapping. That's awesome. But uh, my buddy, I think, played that party um, mm. eventually, named Colin Mannix. Okay. And him and I collaborated on an all vinyl mix. Cool. Where he was like a big record collector and was heavy on discogs, spending thousands and thousands of yeah, dollars getting ultra, ultra rare shit. Yep. He collected everything he wanted to play in this mix that we did, which was kind of like based on Cold War era okay. paranoia okay. and funk. That's awesome. And it was like dark and kind of scary yeah. and, and just like, you know, War Games, the, yeah. m the movie War Games? No. We used that like okay. as the soundtrack throughout it. Oh, cool. Um. It's about a computer that they use to test like this um, scenario where the Russians are attempting to okay. shoot us with nukes, but then we get confused and the computer gets confused and it thinks that the okay, Russians so are actually so it launches oh, its nuke. Oh, uh, it's all bad, but um, that sounds kind of cool though. Yeah, it's a great movie, but yeah, the mix was killer. It's called Attack Decay. Attack Decay and. Um, it's, it's out there I somewhere on the internet man. yeah somewhere uh, but the way we, the way it worked is i showed up at his place i ripped all the records into serato okay so that i could really scratch the shit out yeah. of them on just on regular control vinyl yes so i i recorded all of his shit now i have it all now you got it all yeah and they're and they're probably some, some cool jams. tracks yeah, on there yeah, that jams. like a lot of people have never heard of totally that's really cool yeah yeah man new york city's awesome huh yeah, I mean, I definitely miss it, but I don't miss the struggle. Like, I Absolutely. don't miss having to move my car. Yeah, at, you know, every other five o'clock in the morning, exactly. switch it like to the having, street. Yep, yep, moving it from Bergen and Kingston. Totally, and J St. James, yeah. and having to s have little notes in my phone about right. where my car was and right. what time to set it up. Like every fucking like, just I every, still have that. Yeah, it's like a huge like every, list like, exactly. of every week single by week. That's yeah, crazy. Every single street, and I liked. Um, you know, never knowing who I was going to run into. Yeah, like absolutely. I like being kind of like seeing Andre 3K yeah, or meeting, you know, this amazing Canadian woman that I ended up staying with for a while who was like comic book artist Damn. and poet. And yeah. like you just never know. Just like all these amazing people you it's run a melting into. melting pot, absolutely. But um, 
and they're like the best coffee in the world, the best yeah. food in the world, right. like upstate, you know. I agree. Everything was just, like, it's on a higher level, you know. For sure. I, it's I think elevated. Of, sometimes I think about it like the bar we would go to that was in Williamsburg, right mm-hmm. where my buddy lives, above the, like, 20 sides of the store or whatever. Okay. Um, shout out Danny Longarms. Danny. But if you <laughs> go across the street from his place, like, near uh, Niagara was, like, the, the bar that was right over there. But there's another bar, and it's like a dive bar. Yeah. You walk in there, you but just never they've know. got a $3,500 espresso machine. <laughs> just like, yeah. You wouldn't see that in Pittsburgh. No, not at all, they, ever. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, it's just like there's, I, there's an attention to detail. And then absolutely. when you go there on Monday night at 10 p.m., yeah. there's some dude spinning vinyl. Exactly. And killing and it. killing like, it. Like, murking consistently. it. Consistently. So, all the time. You know? I know. It's, it's give and take because, man, I love New York City, but it's it's really expensive right now. And since COVID, like, it seems like just... The finance boys and girls have taken over that city, and it's losing its its artist charm. But I mean, it is like the center of the universe, at least in it's the center of culture. I would say it's the center of tourists, man. Absolutely. Like if you you know if you want to be a DJ, if you're serious about it, right? There's really only a few places you can go. Yeah, it's Miami, yep, L.A., New York, New York, Detroit, or Las Vegas, or Las Vegas, Vegas. That's it. Really, because those are the four places where you have tourists. Yeah, exactly. And tourists make you make money. Absolutely. If you're just DJing for the same crowd every week, it's every gonna, week, there's not gonna be money there. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, so it runs out. Like Seriously. you're, you're. It's kind of like um, it's, going yeah. into a punch bowl, right? And just like keep pouring yourself out like, of the same it's punch like, bowl. It's all ice by now. <laughs> <laughs>
I love you, baby. 
say about the records you picked, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Go ahead and make my day, brother. Yeah. Some of this dessert? Sure, I'll try it. Okay, dessert. A little moussa. Moussa. Oh, yeah. Should be good. Cool. Yeah. That was fun. Good times. Shit. 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 Yeah, now. It's smaller now, but it's still good. Still, though. Still looks no, it's good. good. I believe that. It's cool. You look good. I'm looking. I'm not really supposed to look there, but I see you there. Hey, Mom. Let's see what this moose is looking like. Yeah, let's see. I thought it was pronounced Musse. <laughs> <laughs> it's French, right? Musse d'Orsay. Uh, oui. Wow, there's four different toppings. Whoa. This is intense. I'm just going to try it without any Where's of the four toppings. Where's this from? Yeah, um, I don't want to. I don't need the a Monterey Fish oh, Grotto. Oh, yes. On top of Pittsburgh at the... Um, Mount Washington? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Wow. Is this Garnier Fruitie? Should I put it in my fuck. hair? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm. <laughs> Take my strong hand. <laughs> well, that's crazy. With the peanut butter? Whoa. <laughs> it was nuts. Mm. Can you imagine with the peanuts and all the other bullshit? God did? damn. <laughs> That'd be mm. too good for TV. <laughs> <laughs> Can't teach that shit. <laughs> Damn. Well, thanks for enjoying. Thanks for... Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah dude. I told you I had dessert. I don't eat chocolate much, but... It's worth it when it comes to that. It's real good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cheers to that. So. Chin chin. Chin chin, yeah. Yeah. From there... I'm like so inspired by the type of music you play and um, just hearing those records, it makes me think about my approach to party rocking with vinyl. Mm -hmm. I think I have to completely rethink it. I don't think that it's about being the most obscure dude anymore. I think it's just about playing the right songs. Yeah. Playing songs that people can can dance to. Can dance to and has uh, a rhythm to it. Yeah. Totally. It's like I like being obscure, but I also like being... Um, Palatable, I guess you could say, you know? Yep. Yep. I need to rethink rethink everything. I was um, DJing at Belvedere's once, and this girl came up to me. I had no idea who she was. And she came up to me, and she just looked at me, and she gave me the thumbs down sign. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, got off the DJ booth, and I was like, hey, you know, you're the only one that is complaining, so maybe you should change your change your philosophy. But, I mean, it definitely was like, okay, well, maybe... Maybe I mean I did hold hold myself accountable, but I was like, okay, well, I don't want to spin stuff that everybody knows, but it's also there's that fine ground of like, okay, play stuff people know, but play stuff people don't know. It's like how do you you got to kind of 
play that field back and forth, you know? Yeah. Because that keeps you got it. You want to grab people's ears, you know? And it's like maybe that's by something like uh, that they do know. So it's like it's tough. Or so maybe it's like something that somebody covered that they know. Like that's kind of something that I do sometimes. Like that record I spun earlier by Krungbin. Yep. That was a Gypsy Woman cover. And it's, um, yeah, I think Krungbin's like, I don't know, Mark Spear, like I was saying, like, I think he's the best guitarist in the world right now. I think he is like, he is so fucking good, dude. <laughs> he's so good. They're drummer, too. Drummer, Donald, the whole DJ, band, DJ Johnson. Yeah, Donald Johnson is a freak. Yeah, Laura Lazy on the bass. It's just incredible. And what they have done for music is just so special. You know, it's like power trio, not much instrumentals. And they have like taken over the world and they've played all the huge venues. They've sold out Radio City Music Hall three nights in a row. They did the Opera House in, in Sydney, Australia, like a couple nights in a row. Like they are playing these massive venues, the Greek Theater in LA and in San, and San Francisco, a couple nights in a row. It's like they, have, they are selling out and they're doing it in style well. Is it kind of what you're thinking about for your band? I mean, I would love that. Absolutely. I mean, it's like. Our world, our sound is kind of worldly like Krungbin, but it's more psychedelic, I would say. More of kind of like, I think my goal would be for the band to probably go on a tour run and open up for like King Gizzard. I don't know if you've ever heard of King Gizzard and Lizard yeah. Wizard. Like, yeah. I think that is something in our wheelhouse that we could do, and that's definitely a goal that I would like to to get to. Cause it say the band name again. Different Places in Space. Different Places in Space. D-P-I-S, That's how most the people know. Taking the piss. piss. Taking the piss. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, King Gizzard. King if Gizzard, you're listening. Though. King Gizzard's the shit. You dude. need an opener. Yeah, hey, we're here. <laughs> Just check us out, man. <laughs> I've seen you around a couple times. You gotta yellow great. Yellow great. <laughs> well, let's see here. Yeah. So this is a live Krungbin album that I have that I think this is one of my my prized possessions here. This is um I don't know any of you Krungbin fans in Pittsburgh, but there was a show in April of twenty eighteen that they played at the Rex Theater while it was still the Rex Theater. And then a couple of days later, they played in Chicago, and they recorded this live. Dope. And this was in 2018, so this is right after their second album release, you know, Contoda Al Mundo. Wow. But yeah, it's on this purple vinyl. and um, Sexy. They, yeah, and they have the hip-hop uh, melody that they oh, have there. Oh, their, their hip-hop, like, what is it? But what I would guess, you call it? I guess like they call a, it a melody or a, um, not a melody. homage. You know, it's no, like no, a... No, 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 no. Mashup. It's a mashup. Um, compilation. Yeah, comp exactly. Uh, there's a word for it where you play one song after another, yeah, but little bits of little each bits song. Little bits like 20 seconds each. Yep. And they do that so well, and that's on this album. And um, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite albums that I own because, the, I mean, it's recorded live, it sounds good live. And they've been releasing live albums since then, which is one I spun earlier with that Gypsy Woman. But She's uh, sexy. Laura Lazy is sexy. She is so sexy. She's a mom now. Good for you, oh, Laura. Wow. Good work. Yeah, I um, when she liked one of my Instagram posts, I thought, I was like, you know what, I'm good. I'd quit. Life's good. Yeah, Life's good. I'm quit. done. I'm How'd done. you do I'm that? What did you post? I posted. I have this um, I have this Krungbin tank top, but instead of Krungbin, it's actually the everybody in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> but it says Krungbin underneath it, and it just I was standing next to a giant disco ball, oh. and yeah, and Laura Lazy liked it, and dope. Yeah. You did you design the shirt? I did not design uh, the shirt. Some Instagram page had him and then they like totally disappeared. And I, I huh. have another one that was um it's uh it's Greta Thornburg, but underneath it it says Fiona Apple. 
It's kind of like, like that whole, I'm going to tell my kids it was. Right, exactly. You know, this was the Backstreet Boys yeah. or whatever. It was like those bumper stickers of coexist with all the different religious symbols, <laughs> but it said Comcast instead. It's so <laughs> awesome, but yeah, it's like I think my dad has that bumper yeah, sticker. Yeah. It's so cool. You should give him the Comcast yeah, one. It's so funny. That. That'd be so much better. Yeah, it's like, and but like, I guess they, that company was so relevant that like the, the big wigs of these major corporations were like, yeah, we're actually, we're, you're done. But I, yeah, like that was one of my highlights of. Um, wow, that'd yeah. be one of the highlights of my life. Totally, you know. And I was like, how okay. do you think about your personal style? My personal style. Um, if I if I like it, I wear it, and you know it's I own a lot of women's blouses, but I guess they're manly to some degree if I'm wearing them, right? <laughs> it's uh, I guess it's whatever shows the chest hair exactly, best, right? Exactly, right? Is exactly. People are like nice chest hair. I'm like it's my ant colony. That's why I've been here. As I, I've come up with that after all these years. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess it's my sweater. Yeah, we know a nice sweater. You look like Jesus. I'm like, I like Uncle Jesse better. Damn it. Ooh, <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Because he, he was sexy. Yeah, he was cool. And he was a cool uncle, you know? Uh, and he, like, the leather, yeah. motorcycle. What was his band's name again? Ooh, The Rippers? The Rippers, yeah. yeah. Did Rippers, I get that? that was Did it. I get I think something? That was it. Jesse yeah, and the Rippers, Jesse and the Rippers. Man, I'm old. Jack Ripper. God damn, I'm old. John Stamos, though. What a guy. We love him. Rest in peace to uh, the comedian... Who was the actual dad? Yeah, what was, um, what was Uncle Joey name? or whatever? Yeah, right. <sighs> I forget his actual name, but he he was cool. Rich, rich uncle in Beverly Hills. What a guy. In the late 90s. Inflation wasn't terrible yet. <laughs> but, you know, we can go into a little bit of detail of this KG's oh yeah, tell album. Me about that. So the KG's are actually members of the band Cool and the Gang. And that's why the KG, that's where that comes from. And they were, um, they started their own project. And I think this is their second or third album called Kilowatt. I mean, if you look at this album cover, it's like, they're like funk Power Rangers, I guess you could uh -huh, say. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. I mean, and it was, I think it came out in 78. Um, I don't know when exactly it came out, but it was definitely the late 70s. And it's just like... Some of these tracks, like that track I Spun, I Spun was called Tango Hustle, but all these tracks, like the KG's theme song, Cheek to Cheek, Space Disco, these are all like amazing, amazing hits. And a lot of people haven't heard of this band, and they've had, they have at least five or six albums, and I have like all of them, and they're just like funky disco bangers all the time. Wow. Right? It's good. This shit's so good. More of this, you know. But I guess you know the KGs are having so much success that they're like, okay, let's uh, let's make our own band side of that. That Philadelphia sound is just like you know anything from D Light Sound Corporation is just like usually amazing. Sal like, Soul, Sal Soul's a Sal Soul's their own thing, but yeah, oh. they are definitely like I bet you they were the rivals at that time, D Light oh, and Sal Soul, but they were just like so T -S -O -P. good. TSOP. Yeah, exactly. I mean these these guys are amazing. I'm sure you like um. So I, I listen to a little bit of hip-hop, but it's all early 90s hip-hop. But um, this album kind of changed my life when it came back. When, it, when I started listening to it, I mean, Apocalypse 91, The Empire Strikes Black. This stuff is so raw and hard, and it's like, fuck the government, fuck dudes wearing ties, you know? And I feel like today's rap is just like money, cars, pussy, and it's like these guys are rapping about like real political issues about mm. like actually the banking the banking cartel are the dudes we should be worried about. 
and they did it in such a fat Chuck D. Chuck D was a visionary. He was a visionary, and he still is. You know, he's still like on his shit, and he's still. Have you seen when he posts his book collection? No, he'll he'll just like casually post a picture of himself. in front of his library. It's, it's like, one of the illest massive. music libraries I've ever That's seen. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds, hundreds of volumes. And he says he's read them all. He's read them all. I believe that. I mean, the guy was a genius. And Flavor Flav, too. Yep, multi-instrumentalist. Yep, Terminator X. One of the greatest turntablists and of like all the, time. These guys were just... X-Clan. Yeah, they would just go to all the shows and just stand there and just be hard. And, like, you know, people loved it, respected it. It was just such a, a show, you know? I mean, this album is just. I had like, a good Chuck D story that I told uh, Kahari Mosley when I had him on last week, but I didn't. It didn't make it on the podcast. Yeah. But when he played at Afropunk, I got his shoes. He had a pair of Nikes. He was talking about anti-capitalism. Yeah. And tried to burn them on stage. He tries to light them up. He yeah. takes like butane at torch out and starts lighting his shoes. It was a pair of white Nikes. After the show, um, or like while he was trying to burn them, eventually they ended up in the crowd. Yeah. He started. He like threw them in the crowd, and somebody started passing them around. One person passed the next person, next person passed the next person, next person passed the next person, and then they got to me. And I was like, put your, I'm put keeping these bag. motherfuckers. Absolutely, dude. After the show, I caught yeah. up with him. He signed, he signed them for me. Oh, that's I got awesome. a photo. Oh, I have a picture so of cool. him holding the shoes, with signing the, sh- the shoes, and, and then me the and him, and I have the shoes. That's awesome. They became my lucky shoes, and I wore them to every single test I took all the wow, way through medical school. no way. That's awesome. And they fit you. Or yeah, 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 no, they were perfect. That's they were th- amazing. They were uh, 13s. Wow. That is crazy, dude. Yeah. Chuck Air D, Force. dude. Yeah, Chuck Air Force. Air, Air Force, Force ones or Air something. Force ones, yeah. yeah. 1991. All white, white Nikes. I mean, I was born in 91. That's so crazy it's that like they fit. I never even thought about that they shit. They fit you. <laughs> Explosion. <laughs> You're like, you know what? <laughs> We're going to figure out. They didn't have to fit. They didn't have to fit. You said it would warm. You're like, yeah. You're like, never <laughs> transmitters. Got a hole in the <laughs> fucking hole in front. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, just, and they just smell like melted rubber forever. <laughs> Honestly, he didn't do like, any damage. No damage. That's so yeah, funny, dude. To- perfectly clean. Chuck D, dude. Yeah. This album's amazing. Public Enemy takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Seriously, always and forever. <laughs> but I mean, just like what they were doing in the early '90s is just—it blows my mind. Seriously, making samples like that. What What is Dinny Daddy? Dinny Daddy, yeah, Dinny Daddy. So my last name's Paladini. Oh, dope. And my one bandmate, Lucas, uh, he's like, um, he likes to, it all started with him. Um, sometimes I'll eat some weird ass shit, and he calls it the Dinny Daddy diet. Like, uh, <laughs> he caught me, like, dipping a banana in, like, buffalo sauce. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's part of the Dinny Daddy diet, isn't it? I was like, fuck, I guess so, Lukey. And, um, yeah, when I started DJing, I was like, okay, I guess Dinny Daddy it is my DJ name now, so. But you're not an actual dad. I'm not an actual dad, not yet. You're no. the father of many. Father I guess of so. I'm the father all of, of us. Of all the funketeers, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, if I can lend a hand, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it all started because of my bandmate and my weird ass diet, you know. And it's uh, here we are. The um, do you think about like blending records versus like beat matching and why or what or like whether that's like important or or like do you ever think about the other people who've come before you who also don't beat match? Like yeah. my one of my favorite DJs, Carlton Goals, okay. one of my best friends. Doesn't blend records at all. Yeah. He just—I mean, he blends them, but he doesn't beat match. No, yeah, that's how I am. I feel like I'm more of a blender, not a beat matcher. Yes, yeah. beat. Yeah, he's a selector, is the way I think yeah. about it. Like somebody who just has the best taste in records. Yeah, right. He's like a—he curates the scene. Right. He has the best records, yeah. and he plays them. If the song's good, it'll people will like it. You know, and it's like I'm that. like I, 
I've been, you know, how many DJ events have we been to where it's nine o'clock and the music's like this, and then it's one a.m. and the dance floor is empty, and it's just like it's like that all night, and I'm just feeling mm. like there's no. I feel like it should be a roller coaster of like music that's slow, fast, and in between. It should be all of that, and you could go from slow to fast, and then fast to slow, and it's like maybe that's not like the thing to do, but if it fits and it works, it works, you mm -hmm. know. And I would like. Yeah, I mean, BPM matching is important to a lot of people, but to me, it's just like, okay, how does this feel coming out of it and going into something slower or faster? Very limiting. Yeah. Like, if you're especially looking at a computer, but even just looking at your box of records, right. if you're limiting yourself to another song that's within two or three beat right. beats per minute, right. you can only play like one or two other records. Absolutely. Whereas what you're thinking about is more of what's like, the scene, what's right. the feel of the song, totally. what's the like band the time period totally, absolutely. how like what's the color of wow. the record how is it going to exactly. make people feel and react absolutely and then you c you don't have to be limited at all absolutely by the speed yeah and that's like um when i lived in la i had this crazy ass music teacher his name was thomas Ato, and he wore a cape everywhere like we didn't know if he was homeless or not but here he had a studio we would go to his studio and we, he would trade me music lessons for giving him weed and he told me, I'll never forget what he told me. He's like, we can see two octaves of light, but we can hear nine. And that like that quote has followed me what 12, 13 years later. It's like then it's like we can hear music and then you look at society and everything is so visual now. Nobody's listening and it's all like everybody's glued to the television and nobody's listening anymore. And it's like that is kind of we can see where society is heading towards a more visual plane when it's we should be listening a lot more. And I feel like music is the key to kind of get us out of all that. You know, music is so important. Music's the realest thing bef before. I guess it's the most magical thing that we we have. You know, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Well, we have to listen to the music of the stars. Absolutely. And yeah. align ourselves to their vibrations. Absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. Our, our, you know, the sound of the universe is ohm. Right. It's a vibration. Right. And uh, nobody talks about the the color of the universe, yeah. the light of the universe. Right. I mean, Earth looks like a blue marble from outer space, Absolutely. or a tiny blue it's dot. People dot. talk about like the the pale blue dot. And everything we but it also know has a sound. ever is here. If they find us, it'll be because of of sound. Yeah. And first. I like the theory of. Um, Thousands of years from now, somebody will come down and they'll realize how addicted to sugar our whole, our generation was. Like, every sugar is in everything, you know? Yeah. And like, we were, we got so away, like, sugar was such a delicacy, now it's in everything. And I saw another thing is like, when some alien civilization comes down, they're <laughs> gonna find all the chicken bones from people and think that chickens ran society <laughs> instead of like actual people. And I was like, that's kind of, that makes sense, you know? My mom raises chickens. Yeah, so uh, yeah. yeah. Chickens yeah. are great. Yeah. They're smart. Amen. God bless the chickens. Thank you, chickens. And um, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. That Dean. was sick. Thank you, brother. This is a legend right here, Dr. D. Legend in the house. <laughs> thank you, brother. This is good, man. Peace. Thanks for tuning in, Cheers. everyone. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Good stuff, dude. I think there's some things you